You're listening to episode 283 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Let me ask you something. Do you really know what you want in life? Can you visualize it? Do you really believe that you can have it? This week's guest is teaching us how we can use the law of attraction and manifesting to get what we truly desire. For more than a decade, Ginny Gain has been working intimately with manifestors and empowering women around the world to transform mediocre lives into experiences of true abundance, joy, and love through leveraging the principles of law of attraction. Ginny has a unique behind-the-scenes perspective of what works in the true vibrational transformation, and she's been guiding individuals in virtually every area you can think of, from creating six-figure businesses, realizing dreams of traveling the world, manifesting dream corporate positions, promotions, star acting roles, to leaving unhealthy relationships and aligning with true love relationships, creating harmonious parent and child relationships, and so much more. This week's episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you visit spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout, you can save 20% on items such as card readings, life guidance sessions, and numerology reports. All you have to do is go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout to save. All right, are you ready to meet Jenny? You know what to do. (laughs) Tune in, turn it up, let's go. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you join me today. Thank you, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. And I just love that you said right off the bat, my name, right? A lot of people. Yes. A lot of people get that tripped up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's a win for my morning. I needed that. I needed that win. You know, Ginny, I read that you began studying the power of the mind at the age of nine. So take me back to nine-year-old Ginny. What sparked her curiosity and how did this curiosity kind of bloom into a career? <laughs> that nine-year-old Ginny, I don't know if I know her too well anymore, but um, I have a lot to thank for my to my parents for that. So I don't know if it was so much a conscious choice on my part at that age, but they had put me into a course called the Silva course where they teach you how to, you know, use your mind and hey, your thoughts have power and you can ask for, ask your guidance for help on tests at school or I played a lot of sports. So they would, I was, I learned how to visualize, you know, scoring a goal or winning this or just feeling great when I was playing. And so that, and to be honest, as a nine-year-old, I wasn't actually that interested. It felt like a lot of work. Yeah. And it's like, okay, mom, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I remember protesting because it was a, I had to go spend a weekend inside and I'm from originally from uh, Canada and Toronto. We were going to Toronto for this conference and I'm like, oh, I have to sit in a chair. And, but it ended up, you know, every year that passed older, I got the more and more I've appreciated this. And I had, you know, obviously now looking back and seeing how much it ties into who I am and what I'm sharing with the world, it was so integral to, to all of that, which is amazing. Wow. Wow. And who would have thought that it would have started back then? I'm sure your parents are like, you're welcome. 
You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you can give us all the credit. Yes. For that. <laughs> Thank you. We'll take our trophy for parents of the year award. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So what were your next steps? Like when you realized, okay, this is how I want to help people. I want them to have these tools. What made you say, okay, it's entrepreneurship. <laughs> so I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So obviously I, well, my dad was, had his own business and I was like, I'm not doing that. So I actually grew up like not wanting to do that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I was very passionate about doing something that I loved. That was always like just a general theme in life, whether it be relationships or career. I really felt strongly about not settling and not, I had, you know, there's a strong desire and impulse in me to live live fully, live my best life. I had no idea what that meant. And so it was quite a lot of years of unfolding. And at the age of nine, I had no idea like that it would be connected to what I end up doing in the world. I pursued a degree in kinesiology. And so I knew I was very interested in mind body and how that all worked together. And then ultimately through a, you know, sh long story short, a number of different paths. I just became more interested in like why we do the things we do, like how life works. And then I was trying to figure this out on my own path. And I was traveling around Australia. I was introduced to the law of attraction through an Abraham Hicks book called the power of your emotions. Mm -hmm. And then ev so many things in my life clicked. I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is why this happens. This is, I understand it. I get it. And there was just like a new aliveness and new enthusiasm to my days and how I lived my life. And so, and it was very natural and easy for me to kind of apply and practice in my life. And so I did that for a few years. And then I was just doing on the practical side, I was just doing different things in life. I worked at different jobs that felt good to me. Nothing was really, I was never choosing a career path or anything. Right. And then one um, of my friends said, Hey, you know, we were just having a conversation and they're like, Hey, you are basically my law of attraction coach. And I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean? I'm your law of attraction coach. Like I can get paid to help people understand law of attraction. And that's what totally inspired this pathway and which has just completely unfolded so naturally. And so not actually intending to get to be an entrepreneur has actually turned into what seems now is the only clear pathway for me. I can't imagine not doing something where I get to choose every part, like all that freedom and all that flexibility. Wow. I, I love this so much. And there's a lot, I feel like I could pick apart, but let's zone in on that friend for a second, because sometimes you know, our friends can give us advice and we know it may be coming from like the ego, right? Like, yeah. especially of like relationship, like, oh, dump him, right? Like the you first time, like, do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But then our friends have this completely other perception and vision of us. And we often give them advice that we should probably take ourselves a lot of the times. <laughs> we practice what we preach and preach what we need to practice, right? And a lot of times I think our friends like we see our strengths and our value and and where we're, we could be expanding upon that. So I love that you listened 
And then you probably felt it. You're like, yeah, you know, this, this makes sense, right? And then you leaned into it because it had been so easy for you to be like, okay, no, you're crazy. And I'm just going to keep doing it for me. And, you know, like talking my friends through it versus really stepping into it and saying, okay, where can I go with this? Yeah. I didn't even know it was an option. Right. So as soon as that option was presented to me, it, it made sense. It's like, and I think that's one of the things about when you're really living just a conscious path and paying attention to what's in front of you and not trying to figure out the whole journey in your mind before you get there is that's why things feel unexpected is, mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure you are under the same, like you understand how, when there, the universe will give us, you know, the greatest opportunity more than what we can see with our mind. And so it's like this or something better. And so that's why so often when we don't plan all the details, it's actually really beneficial to us because we open up space to be delivered something that was off our radar. Ooh, that's what this yes. felt like. Yeah. Yes. Being open to it, open to receiving it. Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, we hear terms like law of attraction and manifesting. I feel like we're hearing them more and more often um, in this in this age. But what do those terms really mean at their core? <laughs> so I probably have a little different interpretation of this than maybe most people. I don't know. I like not. different. I like different. Yeah. Hit me with it. <laughs> so to me, it's just about living a conscious and purposeful life, right? Mm -hmm. So it is about knowing we're a conscious participant in this life. We're not just a victim to what happens in life and we're not separate from life. So it's all connected. We are a part of our reality and our experience. I don't, I don't teach that we control anything outside of us. I, I teach that we're a part of it and that there's a flow and that life is good. Things are for us. And so manifesting and so everybody manifests. Manifesting is just, you know, not energy turning to physical. That happens all over our world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's manifesting consciously isn't so much about controlling what happens as just guiding and choosing how we want to focus to create what kind of experience we want to have. Yeah. I like that you so simply put that for manifesting, because I think sometimes we can overthink what that is. Yeah. Because so it feels big. Like you're like manifesting. Yeah. It's like magical. Like we don't realize that we're doing it all the time. Yeah. And that's the thing is that's why manifesting can be so easy because we are in every moment. Like, so we're vibrational beings. We're constantly interpreting vibration in the world and translating it into what we see and hear and taste and touch and smell. Mm. that creates our reality. And so we're in every moment manifesting because we are interpreting what our reality is, what this vibration means. And so I think um, the biggest part of like manifesting is really consciously manifesting, becoming aware of why you're getting what you're getting and um, how to get more of what you want and like leveraging these principles and laws and things and realities that are already here and present in our life, we're just becoming aware of our role in them. So Ooh. it feels very powerful and it is very powerful. And I think that's how we're meant. That's what's meant for us as humans. 
Mm. So how does manifesting and law of attraction differ then? So law of attractions, same as the law of gravity, it's just a law that operates in our universe. So it is constantly aligning things of similar frequency, bringing them together, lining them up way beyond our mental capacity to understand, right? So many things. Now manifesting is the act. It's not even an act, I guess, the process of thoughts or energy, energy, turning to physical things. Right. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. So, um, we get to leverage the law of attraction in our manifesting. So they're mm. two different things. Now, sometimes, sometimes we get them mixed up and we group them in one and that's totally fine. They're very, very connected because it's just the manifesting is about how you, how you use the energy or how you guide the energy right. law of attraction. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, you do hear those overlap a lot and that you could perceive them to be the same thing. Yeah. I mean, one is they're so connected, right? Cause one right. happens, you need one for the other. Like they're so interrelated, but it's about when we're, when we're manifesting, we get to consciously or when we're consciously manifesting, we get to kind of guide and choose and, and pick on purpose how we want to leverage the law of attraction. So the law of attraction and the way I like to say it is does all the hard work. And so a lot of people think manifesting, like we're the ones doing the work, but mm. the key is to let the law of attraction do the work and we just do the focusing. So how do we let the law of attraction do its work? Because I, I feel like that's a big surrender piece and then surrender is a hard one. It's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, the, that's, this is one of the, the skills that you learn to practice and where like trust comes into play mm. because we're so as a society conditioned to do the work, to take yeah. the action, to work hard, to put in the effort. And we still, that's important. That's a valuable, essential, important piece of living a full life and, and manifesting powerfully, but it can be way easier than we make it out to be. So the biggest place, one of the biggest places people get stuck when they're, they're learning to manifest and, and all throughout the path, you know, we just keep getting better and better at this is letting the part we need to let go of is the how the part we need to let go of is the how that's going to happen. So it's enough for us to think of something we want, you know, clarify how that feels to us, what that experience is for us and let our thoughts about that thing we want stay in a place that feels good to us. So stay on like, yeah, I can have that. Or what if that, is that possible? This is what I like about that. And I like this about that. We don't have to go into how will that happen? What do I need to do to make that happen? How do I need to change? How do I need to grow? Um, what, how much money do I need to make for this? Do I need to meet this person? Do I need to travel there? So that's what we can pass over. That's the hard work of the law of attraction mm. that, that we want to let go of. And when we learn to really 
let go of the how, let go of the how, the details, that's when we are fully in our manifesting power. But it takes it takes some practice, it takes some time to 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 relearn how to trust life versus you know manage it and control the details. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times too, when, when I, maybe we should give an example of, of something, cause I think yeah. some people are like, okay, but is this big scale or small scale? And it can really be for anything, right? Like it's, it's for anything that you desire, but if we take it into like a, a physical item, right? Like say a, a new car, you're driving this piece of crap car and it keeps breaking down. And all you're thinking about is a new car, but what if you don't feel worthy of that new car? Are you then blocking the law of attraction um, and manifesting from, from working? If you, there's a subconscious, you know, thought saying like, oh, I'm not really worthy of a new yeah, car. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be super picky and tweak your wording a little bit Okay, All because right. we can't ever block the law of attraction or we can't mm. block manifesting because okay. it's always happening. It's just, you're the only thing you're blocking is you're just getting in the way of what you want. So you're still leveraging law of attraction. It's still active and at play. You're still manifesting. You're just manifesting what's a match to your current vibration. Yeah. So the vibration of feeling unworthy or I don't deserve that. Yes. Is going to bring you a match to something that you, the things that you don't that match the undeserving part mm. or the un, you know, not feeling worthy of that. But another area that we get a little off track in is we don't have to fix the unworthiness in order to, now this is going to sound so contrary, but we don't have to fix the unworthiness to manifest the car or the thing we want, the thing that, because we can't ever dive deep enough into a problem and attract the solution because they are two different vibrations. So yeah. we can't ever like think about and solve and di dissect our unworthiness enough to move, to make it into worthiness. They're okay. two different sides of a subject. Ooh. So yeah, we have to, the path is to actually get off of the worthiness and on, sorry, off of the unworthiness and on to the worthiness and on to start giving attention and focus and thoughts and energy towards parts of your life that you do feel worthy in, that you do feel great about. And that's how you leverage the law of attraction because the law of attraction is going to respond to what you're giving energy to. To so that where, vibration. yeah, yeah, where attention flows, energy goes. Mm. So where you're, if you're giving attention to, even if it's one part of your life that you feel worthy in, that's enough. You give that a little bit of attention. The law of attraction will bring you other thoughts, feelings, people, situations that will reflect your attention on the worthy part. Right. That's how you start to build your worthiness. So we don't get rid of the old stuff. We start to build the worthy place and bit by bit and bit by bit. And then that's what takes up space in your vibration. And eventually you become, and you feel connected to your greater and greater worthiness. 
And then the law of attraction can respond in more and more ways. Oh, and that I feel like that is so key to know that we're to take that block part out because I wasn't conscious of that. And that's, that's massive. So let's take it back to that car and, and we're manifesting that car. What are the, the steps to manifesting? Are there steps that we have to take? Is there, is there a process? Uh, there's probably many different processes, <laughs> but the, I've kind of broke it down into, I mean, the main, main keep it very simple is what do you want? You know, identify what you want. So you want the car number two, how does it feel? So you get clear on what that experience is. So ask yourself, what does it feel like to drive that car? Like think about yourself sitting in that car, getting in and out, seeing it in your driveway. What's the experience feel like? Because Mm -hmm. we communicate with the universe. The law of attraction is responding to our emotions, not to the thoughts necessarily. They're responding. It it's, it's responding to the emotion you're emitting from that thought. Mm. So, so number one, what do you want? Number two, how does it feel? Number three, choose the thoughts that, so the number three is like align with it. So choose the thoughts that bring you into alignment with the idea of what you want. And that will bring in the experiences that lead to it. Um, So what are all those thoughts that are, that are, this is number three, step three, isn't about pretending it not, isn't necessarily about pretending you have what you want that can be a part of it, but it's more about acknowledging what is true and real now for you that feels good about a new car. So Mm. things like, I love the feeling of a new car. It would be so great to have a new car. Um, I love driving around with ease. I, you know, I love seeing great cars on the street. I like, it feels good to be driving a car that is abundant or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so those thoughts are the part that will draw in the next idea or the opportunity or the conversation or the money for the car. We don't, what we, what most people do is they're like, but how will I get the car? But how, but I can't afford it, but how much money do I need to get that? And that's the part that we get stuck in and that we want to hand over to the law of attraction. Mm, yeah, because then you just get stuck in that repeated cycle of how, and then yeah. th- th- your mind, then I feel like it just, it can get stuck in that loop, this yeah. vicious loop. And then you could make up excuses as to why you can't have it. Right. And then it's yeah. just like, oh, it stays a distant dream, but yeah. you say you and take it back your- and, and you fuel the, and you build on the pieces that are worthy or, or whatever it may be that's coming up that's a game changer in the process. Exactly. And like letting it be a process. So if we, you know, want a car and then we wake up the next day and we're like, I don't have the car. This sucks. I'm failing or something like that. It's this idea of like taking score too soon is another thing that really gets in our way because we can have everything we want. Our dreams and desires are meant for us. But this part of this process of consciously creating them 
is the journey. We're actually not here for the thing. You know, you hear this, the phrase all the time. It's the joy of the journey. It's the joy of the journey. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Boring. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we only ever want a thing or a condition because it will make us feel better. You know, we want the car because we think it will be easier to get to work because we'll feel better because we'll have a better status, whatever it is. It's always for some element of feeling better. And so let's just take out the middleman, take out the condition and feel better now. And then the law of attraction can bring us so many things that are a match to our feel better, not just the car, but like so many delightful little things that happen along our path that make the journey, that make the journey happy and exciting and flowing. Um, one of my favorite quotes, this is always stuck with me that I heard from one of my coaches is there's never a happy ending to an unhappy journey. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. We can't be like, um, frustrated, disappointed, unworthy, 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 and get the car and be happy. Right. It doesn't work like that. Or we'll be happy for temporarily. And then we'll go back to our normal unhappy. Right. I'll be happy when type of thing. Yeah. And then when, when does that, you know, when does that, when end at that point, like if you're just fulfilling it with these little things that aren't truly fueling you aren't, aren't fulfilling your soul, then then it's just going to have to be replaced every time you you bounce back to that emotion. Yep. And it doesn't end. And then it's just a journey of up and down and you want it, get it great. And then you feel unfulfilled or again to the struggle bus. Yeah. Back to the struggle bus. Yeah. Yes. So, oh gosh, this is like so great. But one last question, (laughs) what is one of your favorite manifesting stories, either personal or from one of your clients? Is there one that just kind of sticks out with you that you like to share with us? (sighs) There's so many, (laughs) um, I'll share a recent one and it's a a money one since we're talking about, it's not a car, but (laughs) I had one of my clients was going through a divorce and I do work with a, a whole range of different people on different things. And, but one of my favorites is creating harmonious divorces is having that experience be very full of harmony and love and connection, even in the separation. And so she was going through a divorce. And so she was out on her own already in her own place. And she had to work with a divorce lawyer about something and funds were a little limited. And she's like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it feels right to go and talk to this lawyer. And so it was, she, there was like a couple of weeks after she ended up getting the bill for the lawyer, which was 4,200 and 57 or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, the next afternoon, I got a unexpected rebate from something she forgot she had. And it was in the exact, um, it wasn't to the sense, but it was to the exact dollar amount. Whoa. That she owed so that's one of my, like the universe can surprise and delight you like that, like so specifically, which yeah. I think is super, super cool when you're, when you're trusting and you're just in that pl- in that place of receiving, like we talked about. Whoa, that is so awesome. And, and to imagine then like in that moment when you receive, like when you've released the, how you've yes. gone with your intuition and you're like, this is right. Uh, the universe has my back type of thing. Like I'll, yes. it will all work out. And then the next day, 
Yeah. It's like instant gratification too. Like, (laughs) I know. And I mean that take getting to that place. I think one of the fallacies is that we should automatically be able to be there, but that place does take trust to be able to say, Oh crap, I have a $4,000 bill and I don't know what's going to happen. We don't automatically just relax about that. Right. (laughs) We have to start small and build up that muscle and start seeing this work in our life and feeling in our power before we're able to truly just let that go and know the universe will provide. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Jenny, you're full of so much great wisdom. I know our audience is going to want more of you in their lives. Tell them where they can go to connect with you further. Yeah. Um, well, it's been so fun talking to you. I love it. <laughs> um, we, I have co-host a podcast called manifest it now with, um, Cassie parks. And so you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and my website, you can just Google my name, G I N N Y G A N E, and you'll find me beautiful. Jenny, you are a true light in this world. I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Lauren. I love this conversation with Jenny and I hope you did too. I've linked Jenny's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.